When I wrote my first book, having an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm able to share my books, fun t-shirts, more, all in my online shop. And it's so easy, all because I use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. I love how Shopify works. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash for the love, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash for the love now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash for the love. Let's talk lunchtime. Remember the good old days when we weren't afraid of sandwiches? The carb fear is real. You guys. Uh, so many of my friends are watching carbs, but it's tough. I mean, the best things in life have carbs, right? Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. Their breads contain zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and they're even high in fiber. That's not all. The taste and texture are spot on the soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying like a savory breakfast burrito or a mouth-watering cheeseburger. Hero Bread has it figured out. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. So go to hero.co and use code love at checkout. That's love at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Welcome to For the Love Podcast with best-selling author, Jen Hatmaker. Come on in and join us for a chat with Jen and friends about all the things we love. Now, here's Jen. All right, you guys, thanks for joining us on the For the Love Podcast. It's me, Jen. We're super excited to have you uh, be a part of our series on girlfriends. It's been so interesting, so fun, so fascinating. So I'm super, super excited to introduce you to my guest today. And a lot of you already know her, of course. And she is the charming, the darling, the, the marvelous Annie Downs. Hello, my friend. Hi, Jen. How are you? You're so awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, if you guys don't already know Annie, you should know Annie because she's really fun. <laughs> you are. You're fun. It is what I wake up and think about first thing every day. No kidding. Like, how could I have more fun? Yeah. No, I think what's going to be fun today. See, it's that's the first why thing I, I think. like you. Yeah. You um, are that. That is your um, exact life. Y'all should follow Annie on all the socials because you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Look at her. Um, and no, that's what we've decided stories. to tell people my middle initial is for Annie F. Downs because that's where we are on all the socials is it just stands for fun. If you're looking for fun, find Annie F. Downs. Or <laughs> fancy, which you know is very true. Oh, no, no. I know you're fancy. Right, I mean, right. you're real highbrow. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might have been born uh, just plain white trash, but fancy <laughs> was my name, quoting Reba. Um, so you guys, just like snapshot of Annie, she's she lives in Nashville. Like you're living large there too. I really mm-hmm. like how you live. I like Thank your you. life. Um, she's a just a national speaker. She's the author of several books. Um, your latest book was Looking for Lovely, and then Let's All Be Bright before that. In fact, and you've written for students too. I put your uh, book Perfectly Unique right in the hands of my middle school daughter when it came out. You're oh, so you. gifted in that space too. Thank like you. it's not fair. I'm mad at you. 
<laughs> no, I am. We're, I mean, you know, we're in a fight. <laughs> it's just that I still think I love being friends with teenagers. I mean, those are, they're not my number one crew. Like that's not who I roll with on the weekends, but I just think like teenagers are still really fun. Teenagers and college students, I still love being around. So I want to write for them. Uh, I couldn't agree more. You know, I talk about teenagers all the time because basically I'm living with 10 billion of them in my own house. I love how you do that. And they're, they are, they're fun and they're smart and they're interesting and they're so vibrant. And, um, you, you are right by a train track. Hey, that's a part of this podcast. (laughs) I love it. Uh Uh-huh. Part of this podcast listeners is that you will very frequently get a little train in the background listen i'm a big fan have you watched the show hell on wheels on amc no do i need to it's all about westward expansion and the building of the railroad so talking to someone in texas about the railroad feels like colin bannon is just gonna swing in here the star of the show what a weird show why'd you start watching that do you know <laughs> right thank yes, you that's random. Um, it's so random some buddies of mine in nashville started watching it like our little crew some of the we were sitting around at a barbecue a year and a half ago and one of the husbands said has anybody watched this and i kind of love like i love westward expansion stuff the first song i ever wrote why am i telling you this it was in eighth grade about the oregon trail <laughs> sure it was <laughs> Probably did it earnestly. I, oh, yeah. I really, um, I rewrote, what is that TV show? Listen to a story about mm-hmm. a man named mm-hmm. Jed. Uh, Beverly oh, Hillbillies. Yeah, I wrote, rewrote that about the Oregon Trail in eighth grade. So, so I just love Western expansion. I love like 1800s <laughs> West stories. <laughs> That's maybe the first and the only time on this podcast you'll hear someone say, I just love Westward expansion. I just think it's interesting. The romantic side of the stories they tell us is really enjoyable for me to watch i wish that you could remember your song and you could sing us a bar or two do you know i'm really thinking about it um i mean it started with listen to a story about the oregon trail sure of course something about setting their new life a sale i do remember yes because you rhyme in couplets when you write songs that's what i've learned who knew before long before i moved to nashville i was a songwriter jen see listen if this whole writing and speaking thing tanks you can fall back on your music career that's right that's right obviously a singer songwriter of great talent so this is what um, this is what Annie's bio says that um, she is a huge fan of. Um, and, uh, by the way, I love every word of this. Thank um, you. Bands with banjos. Yeah. Glitter, sure. Yeah. Her community of friends. Yeah. Boiled peanuts, which that's a southern thing if you guys don't know. Yeah. And football games. And I love everything that is in there. Yeah. Everything you said. Thank you. I, boiled peanuts. It amazes me how many people don't know this. I oh, like yeah. didn't know a life without them. Yes. Our best friends here graduated from University of Alabama. And so okay. they taught us about boiled peanuts. And we were like, why are these peanuts soggy? Yeah. Like, yeah. It? It's confusing. Yeah. You want me to suck on the shell? No. It's strange. <laughs> it's strange, but it's got a weird, like it grows on you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's they're strangely contagious. Most things I get excited about, like glitter is strangely contagious. It sure is. <laughs> yeah, I outlawed glitter in this house for a decade. Oh, you had to. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's every, you know where it goes? Everywhere. Yeah, that's, I mean, in fact, we have like an event coming up at the end, in the end of July. And like the, a byline on our budget is confetti and glitter. Because nice. I just want it everywhere. I wanted it at everything. I bet your team is thrilled. Oh, sure, sure, sure. The cleanup team is real thrilled. <laughs> Okay, so you you mentioned in your bio, and I just said that you're just this huge fan of your of your friends, and you yeah, are you 
you do this so, so well. It's so fun to watch you um, love your people and watch them um, love you. I was reading an article where you talked about when you first moved to Nashville. Yeah. And you like, I don't know, a one person, three, four. And literally like, yeah, I had had a married couple that I had known in college, but hadn't talked to in seven years. A girl that knew my sister in college and a guy that I met through a mutual friend and had seen one time. That was so, I mean, it. randoms. Oh, absolutely. And they all absolutely, surprisingly, went to the same church. So I was like, do they read the Bible? They all go there? I'll go there. Like, <laughs> I was like, denomination don't. Denomination is don't care. Annie needs friends. That's exactly, yes, exactly. Like, yeah. uh, what are we doing after church? That's uh-huh, the denomination uh-huh. I want. Yeah. Um, so you have these really great tips that, that you tried when, especially during that season, when you were being yeah. super deliberate about meeting new people. And um, one that I like that you said is this, this very, it's simple, but this idea of saying yes. Right. When someone invited you somewhere or you had an opportunity to be with new people. Can you talk yeah. about that for a second? Yeah, because you know what, Jen? I wanted to say no every time. I wanted to stay on my couch. I wanted to watch episodes of Reba. I just wanted time to pass. And I was, t- I mean, it, it, by like week three of living here, this was in 2008, I was pretty tired of meeting new people and not having history with anyone. Mm-hmm. But I had kind of promised myself when I moved that I would, for the until the end of the year, I would say yes every time. So, I mean, I would be like on the phone and someone would be like, hey, a handful of people um, after church are going to go out to Arrington Vineyards if you want to come. And I, my head would be shaking no. And I go, I would uh-huh. love it. Yep. And in my head, in my head, I was like, I don't want to do that. I won't know everybody. I don't know what this place is. I, but I just, I literally made myself say yes. I mean, I would cry and still say yes. Wow. Because I knew that the only way that stuff works, the only way you make new friends or meet people is by going. You know, you can't stay home and expect to make friends and expect to feel a part of a community. You know, I, you can't complain about not making friends if you haven't left your house in six weeks. Right. It's not right? magic. Or you, like, yeah. Or I mean, the same people is true. by going and being with them. Totally. That's how it the works. Same is true with meeting a dude. Like I can't complain about meeting men if I haven't gone anywhere new in a month. If all I'm doing is going to dinner with my same three girlfriends and going to the same all girls yoga studio and working at my desk in my house. Like that's on me. Right. It's on me that I've been in the same places this whole time and haven't met anybody new. And so that's what I did as I just made myself say yes until I started having memories with people and history helps you say yes once you have some, you know, because you go, I love being with them. I love being with those people. So of course I'm going to go like no question, but you have to try. And there were people that I said yes one or two times and didn't anymore. It's not like I forced myself to be friends with everyone for the entirety of my Nashville life. But I had to say yes the first few times, every time, or I'd have never found my crew. That's really good advice. I like that in a thousand ways. Can we also talk just a little caveat? Cause you made me think of it. Yeah. Um, about meeting guys when you're single. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I got married just to hold on to your britches. Okay. I got married when I was 19. Oh, like a, did y'all really? How old was Brandon? 21, a baby. <gasps> oh, we were literal brilliant. babies. I was a literal teenager. Yeah. You were a teenager. Um, so obviously that's insane, but, um, well, I don't know that it is. I think the option is either you're young and you have, and you don't have a life and you build a life together and there's beauty to that and struggle to that, or you're older and it's two people who've bit, built individual lives and you put them together and there's beauty to that and struggle to that. And yeah, so I don't think right. you did anything wrong. I think that was your story. I think that's awesome. It is true. And we did, we grew up together Yeah, and yeah. we sort of built an adult life, yeah. but I'll tell you like, but I, 
so I, I, I learned, I had a different path and I had to learn how to figure out life, um, in a different way. But I was recently with a friend who's single and which is the dating app where you swipe. Yeah. 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 T- Tinder is, or is Bumble. It, you know what? It was Bumble. Yeah. And I was like, please, can I just have your account? Can I just, right. Can, can I just make see? decisions for you? Yeah, like right. you trust me to just swipe correctly. And, um, you know what it is out there? Scary. Yeah. <laughs> It's, what a, in the it's, world? it's interesting. Yeah. You know, part of it, the part of the beauty of online dating is you recognize, well, for me, what I experienced with online dating is I re- realized I didn't know everybody because mm-hmm. I kind of gotten in my head, like I know everybody in this town or I've met everyone in this town. And especially for people who live in smaller towns, it's easy to go. I know everybody. Oh, yeah. So, and then you get online, you're like within five miles, there's a hundred single guys. And I recognize four. That's true. It doesn't mean they're all good dudes. It just means they exist. Yeah. Sometimes that's all the help your heart needs is like, oh, there are single men in my zip code that exist that I have never seen before. Okay, Lord, I can sleep tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. that's right. That feels right. But yeah, it's also, I mean, it's also a little bit scary probably, but it's, um, it's also fun. It's, it's everything, right? It, uh-huh. it, it makes the world bigger and it makes you have too many options in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Well, that's where your say yes sort of approach is smart, actually, because, you know, you could just feel lonely and stuck and I'm not meeting anybody and this is too hard. Or you can be like, why not? Sure, yeah. I'll meet you for coffee. Sure, yeah. I'll meet you for and coffee. I, and I swing back and forth, right? Like I can spend a week in each, you know, right. easily. But there's a, there's a, my like number one dating book that I tell every single male or female that I know to read is Henry Cloud's How to Find a Date Worth Keeping. Nice. Because I love he literally him. says, I mean, it's brilliant. And he's like, if you're not dating someone in six months, you, I'll give you your money back. But you have to Whoa. do what he says. But pretty much what he is saying, I mean, I'm not spoiled on the book. You still need to read it. But what he's saying is like, get your numbers up. If you meet one new, if I meet one guy in 2017, the chance of marrying him is pretty miraculous, which God can do that. I mean, I'm, I'm not questioning God. But if I meet 24, hmm. the chance of one of them being the right guy or one of them being the right guy's roommate or one of them being the right guy's brother is much higher if I'm willing to put myself out there and get my numbers up and meet more men. And so he, um, and that's what his book is about. And so I, that's why online dating can be good is to be like, I'm just getting my numbers up. I'm just getting coffee with a stranger because maybe his roommate is the youth pastor to church. I don't go to nice. And how would I have ever known if I wouldn't have gotten coffee with this dude? Well, and honestly, that's how tons of people meet. It's some weird, unexpected way. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So I, that's great. What's that book called again? Um, how to find a date worth keeping. So to back to your original thing, the online dating thing can be, it, it is like a, a car. I heard someone use this example yesterday. A car is not dangerous by itself. Okay. It's how you use the car that makes it dangerous or helpful right? Either you're driving it recklessly or you're taking your kids to soccer practice. It's either helping you or it's hurting you. But the car by itself isn't dangerous. And I think the same is true for online dating. Online dating by itself isn't dangerous. It's how you're using it that decides whether it's helpful for you or hurtful for you. Have you had some winners? Yeah, I have. I've had, um, yeah, I I don't do it currently only because I'm so limited in my time in Nashville because I travel so much. And I'm meeting men other ways currently and so oh, that sounds mysterious 
<laughs> I'm just not like in the in the middle of the searching today. Got it. Got and it. So, um, and so I'm not online currently, but yeah, I've definitely had success. You know what happened, Jim? When I was really actively like online dating and paying attention to following Henry Cloud's ideas, I ended up dating two guys who went to my church. What? Right? It's just because I was available and they, oh, it, it was just different. Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, and they, and one of them worked there and mm. I just hadn't, you know, like it was just a real interesting, like, oh, I'm trying this online dating thing. And I went on a couple of one-off dates that were fine. They're never super fun. First dates are never super awesome. Totally. But they, I mean, I say totally. The yeah, last like, person I went on was um, 18 years yeah. old. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the, same, the truth is the same could be true when you're making new friends. Yeah, that's true. Is that there are times where a first coffee with a new friend doesn't go great, but next time y'all are all at a baby shower and you click immediately. Great point. Right? And, you go, and so you don't shut that out. I want to, you, you have assembled like a really phenomenal tribe and, and it is kind of this law of attraction, which is essentially what you're talking about, that there's just a way of living in the world that just draws people in, whether it's a a man or a group of friends, or it just doesn't matter. It's this sort of attractive way. And you really, really do this well, like this, don't hate on this question, but what, like when your friends talk about you, when they're obviously always good, naturally. <laughs> I wish, um, yeah. What do you see? Like, what would your friends, how would they describe you? Oh, that's, that's a sweet question, I hope. Um, you know, I think I'm a show upper. So I think they would say that I show up. I think they would say that... I'm fun. Like, I think I'm one of the ones who kind of helps us decide what fun's going to look like and what fun is going to be. And that's nice. I think they know that I'm either all in or all out. Mm-hmm. And that, that isn't always great. That can be, sometimes that can be irresponsible. And, but like, if I don't want to be somewhere, it, I, it's pretty clear though. I try really hard to wherever I am, I want to be there. If I'm where, mm-hmm. if I'm hanging out with you, like right now that we're hanging out, this is exactly where I wanted to be for this time. You know, and so I try wherever I am, I try to make that exactly where I want to be either because it is or I choose to figure out why it is. But in friendship stuff, you know, like I think my friends would say that if I'm with them, they know that's where I want to be. That's a really great quality. Really? I mean, there's a lot of crappy stuff they could say about me too, Jen. Like I can be judgmental and I can have too much to say and I could have to apologize a lot for things I say. And I mean, there's a lot of, it all involves with my mouth. <laughs> oh, hi. Do you know me? <laughs> I mean, say my, my, people can say the exact same thing about me, but how it's, I think it's really great to be with someone for whom, you know, they are here, they're present. Like you're, yeah. pe- you're listening to me and you're looking in my eyes. And, um, is there such a difference between somebody who's like, three steps away from you or looking for somebody better to walk in the door. So mm-hmm. that's such a good point. Right. Let me ask you this. So let's, let's think about like a dream girlfriend. So okay. if you could be girlfriends with any woman, like I don't, whether she's, I don't know, dead or alive. Okay. Um, okay. Who would it be? And, and what would you want to, like, what would you do? How would you hang out? You know, I know this is going to probably I, your other interviewees have said some more things, but I think Adele would be super fun to be friends with. Same. Like, can she roll with us so easy? So easy. Like, I, I just feel like she would step right times. into, like, she could show up at an event that we're all doing or show up, like, at your house, a handful of us are there, and she'd walk in and we'd be like, well, that's a surprise, but yeah. Yes. You know? <laughs> like, that's kind of what I think about her. So I feel like she's a friend that we would, like, 
really connect. Did you go see her in concert on her tour? Listen, I can't talk about it. No, Why? I didn't get to Why? see her. I didn't get a ticket in time. I thought yeah. I was going to get them and I didn't get them and I missed it. But I have seen her live. When okay. I lived in Scotland, um, Civil Wars opened for her. OMG. And, right? So it was Civil Wars opening for Adele in the UK. I was dead. And the, their manager is a real good friend of mine. And so the, he, he t- emailed me and said, hey, we're coming to the UK. Do you want to come see the show? I was like, of course. I'd love to yeah. see y'all. I'd love to see. And he's like, we're just opening. And I was like, that's totally fine. It's just down the street for me. He goes, um, and I said, but who are you opening for? And he's like, Adele. I was like, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Still really glad that it's um, Civil Wars, but also, um, so I've seen her live once, but, and I just, I loved her. I thought she was great. So she comes to my mind. I think Lucille Ball would have been interesting, but, but you never know. To me, it's hard to know with people like Lucille Ball, what they were really like True. off screen on screen. She seems funny, but would we eventually have been like, okay, but who are you? <laughs> like talk yeah. to me. Right? Well, it was crazy to find out after the fact in her life that she had so much turmoil in it, Right. you right. know, inside her marriage. And it looked one way on screen right? and it was a different way. So it, that is kind of hard to know, but that she was a, just like a comedy hero of mine too. She really oh. showed us how to do it really early when a lot women were not really succeeding in that space. That's that right. was a man's world. That's right. And she stepped into it. I mean, like, and do you boss. know what she also did that I really appreciate is she didn't, tell us that you had to be famous to be funny. She was a funny housewife, right? So she kind of gave people, women permission to be hilarious in the lives they already had versus like, like I look at Amy Schumer and Amy yeah. Schumer is very funny. Most of the time, some of the time I, she's, I don't, I think it's too far, but most of the time I think Amy Schumer is yeah. really funny, but, but she isn't like a normal person funny to me. Right. She's a celebrity funny to me because she's a exactly. stand up comedian. Yeah. Right. And Lucille Ball was like, a really hilarious wife and mom. Yeah. And absolutely. I just liked that she felt like a normal person that was incredibly funny. Totally. And I, I, that's I love that. About Mary Tyler Moore too. Yes. Like this sort of that everyday woman. Yes. Who was just Maybe so... that's Jennifer Aniston too. Yeah. And friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe exactly. that's why we She's like her besides really the good. hair. I still see her hair and I'm like, I would, I would still pick your hair every time. You know what? It's too soon for me to talk about that. I tried her hair when we all did uh-huh. in, let's see, 1994. Sure. Um, and we all, that was like my sophomore or junior year in college. We all came back from the summer with that haircut. Yeah, every yeah, yeah. single, every single girl on my college campus. Oh, sure. And on, I'm going to say 97% of us looked You were married for your whole college life. Hi, That's it was. fascinating. Like over half of it. Where did y'all I go? Did y'all go to A&M? We went to Oklahoma Baptist University. Oh, it's like geez. a little Baptist college in Oklahoma. It's like basically going to summer camp yeah, yeah, for yeah. four years. Yeah, okay. To youth camp. So there were a ton um, of like, you got your MRS degree there. Everyone did. Sure, sure, it was sure. such a weird little um, microcosm of, hey, this the, the pool seems fairly deep. We should just fish while yeah. we're here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I don't blame anybody. Weird. That's, I mean, you'll <laughs> never be around more single people in your life place that Christ are making Lord. choices like you than when you're in college. It's so true. So, <laughs> and we were all like, while it's deep. Every one of us was straight out of like First Baptist USA. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. so like every every person there fit the mold. Yeah, yeah, You know, there yeah, was yeah. nobody colored outside the lines. Like, oh, we're all the same person. Let's just marry each other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, anyhow, <laughs> my Rachel haircut was a failure, as okay. was most of ours. 
Like, oh, you know who could pull that haircut off? Jennifer Aniston. Uh huh. Uh huh. So anyway, I still feel real sad about it. But I don't think she gets enough credit for her comedy. She is funny. Her sense of com- just comedic timing is really sharp and really developed. I I think. She is a really great comic actress. And yeah. I don't, people don't talk about her enough. I guess they totally do. Agree. She's on every who's your cover. friend what am I saying? that you would like, who would you pick to be friends with? Like who's your celebrity best friend or your dream best friend, girlfriend? Yeah, that is a really good question. So I, I feel like, and this is so obvious, so I'm sorry for okay, it, good. but I feel like I would just be gal pals with Tina Fey. Gal pals, like yeah, chum around, laugh. We uh, almost like a, a tiny, like we could share a little air of superiority that we're funnier than everyone else. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. wish everybody was as funny and smart as us. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, see how already I'm better having yeah. been her yeah, friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can um, get that now. And she's so just, she's such a smart writer. Like, funny smart is my favorite combo. Okay, um, that's that's my favorite thing in any person. Okay, um, to be funny and sharp yeah and so anyhow I just I I love her I love her brand of humor and I'm positive that we would love each other and I don't even care I don't even care I I wish that Michelle Obama was my next door neighbor yeah I love her yeah I I can get behind that I would love to actually know who she is Uh uh-huh I feel like we I I feel like it's hard to know I mean, I want to be friends with her as well because she has great arms and she great sure fashion. Does. When she was released to uh-huh. dress the way she wants to dress on the budget that they now have. Too much. Oh, man, she's, it's incredible. She's but I also man. would love to like, just watch, like just sit around a table with her and just like let in her feel mm-hmm. like she could be her. That's one of the things that is sad for me about people who get known is sometimes even when they're sitting at a table in a private house at a private room where no one can hear them, they still don't let themselves be themselves. Mm. And I would hope that I would want to be in a situation where Michelle Obama felt like this is actually where I can be me. I know. I wonder if she ever can. I don't know. I don't, I I mean, when you're at that level of, of fame and notoriety, isn't that terrifying? Do you ever live again? Like, I wonder, like, do you ever live a normal life again? I don't know. Um, I'm not, I don't know what that is like to be an Obama day in day out or any like past presidents, but I mean, do you know, like Sadie Robertson was on my podcast a couple weeks ago Uh and when she and her boyfriend broke up, it trended across the U S on Twitter. Like, what do you do say. with that? I don't. That's just not normal. And we're not built for that. No. You know, it's just the human mind and psyche is not built. No. For that sort of attention and that many eyes on your right. life. Right. And so, you know, we can we can look at it and see the people who are handling it well and who aren't. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I wonder too, but if any of these women that we've named are half as wonderful as we think they are, they could be definitely our new squad. Yeah. 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 Give yeah. us a call. <laughs> Just give us a call. If you're half what we expect you are, that's all we really want. Cause I promise you, we're going to be half of what you expect we are. Or, or less. Or less. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. going to put our uh, phone numbers on my website. <laughs> so right. Adele, Michelle, Tina, call us. Guys, just a real quick little break here in the show to talk about something super near and dear to my heart. So you may know that my newest book is called Of Mess and Moxie, and it comes out on August 8th. We're almost there. I absolutely loved writing this book for you, and I hope that you will love reading it. I think this is my 
favorite book to date. Um, my, my goals with this book is that at some point in the reading, it will positively make you laugh, hopefully out loud. It may make you cry. I, I hope it makes you think. Um, and I certainly hope that it inspires you and encourages you and gives you permission to live your wild and glorious life in the place that you've been planted. I, um, it was just a real delight to write for you. Hey, listen, if you pre-order it before its release date, so anytime between now and August 7th, you get a bunch of cool free stuff too. My team put together this amazing pile of goodies for you. It's so easy. So if you're ever going to buy it, you might as well get it now and get the free stuff before it's released. You can find out all the information on that on the book's website. It's called just of mess and And all the links are in there and everything you need. You can get signed copies. You can get a really cool collector's edition box set and all the information on your pile of swag is over there too. So I can't wait for you to have it. I can't wait for us to talk about it. Um, and I hope that it serves you so well because it was a delight to write for you. So of messandmoxie.com. Go snag it. Okay, back to our chat. So um, let me ask you this question because, uh, you know, I, I have, like I mentioned, been married more than half my life. Mm-hmm. Um, how old are you? 36. Yeah, that's what I thought. So uh, I was I was doing an interview the other day um, with another guest on this series, and um, she said she called it the mommy swamp, that some, some women who mm. become mothers just they fall into the mommy swamp and they go missing for a while. Yeah. Um, and so I, I know about the swamp and I, I felt like I was lost in there for a while, but, um, it's interesting. I would love to hear what you think as a single gal and you have a lot of married friends. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you've got friends kind of in every category, honestly, but, um, how, how do you manage being friends with the marrieds when their life has a different, set of demands on it and they're less available or that shifts around or I, I would just how, talk to us about that a little bit well I think the first thing that's true is everybody can fall into a swamp right like I'm currently in a book writing swamp where like oh, people Lord. don't know where I am and they can't find me and why didn't anyone respond to my text and it's like mm. I'm really sorry. I'm offering everything I can offer to the thing that needs me to offer it everything. Mm -hmm. And so everything else just has to wait for a minute. So I think part of it is recognizing that there are swamps for all of us, no matter what your life place is. Great point. Um, People in seminary are in swamps. People, mamas are in swamps. People who have kids graduating don't, you know, so that's the first way that you do friendship, I think, is to remember that you are just minutes from falling into your own swamp. And your married mm-hmm. mama friends may actually say, yeah, Annie hasn't been around in a while. I wonder where she is. Right. That would be one thing, is that it's it's only a matter of time before it's you that's in the swamp. Um, so that's part of it. You know, I do have my probably my closest friend in Nashville is a mom. Most of my mm. close friends are, but I don't think it's wise to be a single person with a life full of married friends. Talk about that a little bit. It just, it gets too comfortable for hmm. me. I'll, I should probably only speak for Annie. It gets too comfortable for me. It doesn't make me meet new people. And it makes, um, you just, in the great way, you become a surrogate family member. And I love that. Like there's a hmm. group of us that are, it's four, five families that all have kids 
six and younger, probably between the five families, there's mm-hmm. probably um, 15 kids. That's stressful. And yeah. And then there is me and another single guy and his fiance. We run okay. with him a lot too. And I love that crowd. But if that was my only crowd, mm-hmm. how am I ever going to meet new people? How, You're how not. you know, and there will come a time when I get married and start having kids and I could be a decade behind them. Great. And if right. I made them my whole life and their kids are going to middle school and my kid is in diapers, it's going to be a really, I'm going to feel lonely a lot. Mm-hmm. I see. And so um, I think I've never done any of these things that I'm saying to you. I just think right. I can see enough into the future to go like, if that was my whole world, when seasons shift for me, Hmm. they will move on as one boat and I will be in a different boat. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's funny because my mom, um, let's see, my mom's 66 and she just uh, retired and my, she is super fun and super low maintenance yeah. and smart and spicy and sassy, just everything that we love. So she consequently is like a friend to me and my friends yeah. who are in our forties. Yeah. And so my mom is with us a lot. We, she comes to our happy hours and we go to dinner and we travel together and it's awesome. But yeah. um, just recently my mom has been spending a lot of time with her sister-in-law and my sister was like, mom, what's up? You're like, what the hell? They have Cindy a bunch lately. What's going on? And she was like, I just sometimes need to be with somebody in my stage of life. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. you girls are all young and you don't know what it's like to have adult children. You don't know what it's like to be retired. And yeah. I was like, oh God, that's true, mom. Like yeah. we don't know how to enter your world. And I think it's the same thing that you're saying that there is just something healthy about having a strong tribe where you're at. Yeah, in that's your right. Space, in that's your, right. In your stage. That's exactly it. Because otherwise, I become the single girl in our group of friends that is always talking about a new guy. That's all. That, but they can't totally process it with me because they're not feeling it with me. Totally, I mean, they do, and course. they love me. And I'll tell you, those those are my best friends in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, but then I also have this really beautiful group of mostly single girls that, like, at the drop of a hat, we went to a movie last week. Yeah. Right? Oh my and, gosh. and we just planned a trip to the beach for three days where we're flying, oh. you know, stuff like Tell that. Tell me about your life. Right. That's <laughs> it. I mean, we get to do yep. things together. And when things get really hard, that's where I go is to the girls who have felt this. Yeah and are feeling this. It, I mean, I, I am great being friends with people who got married when they were young. Cause that's actually probably the majority of people who got married in their twenties or late teens as the case may be <laughs> <laughs> you and you and Mary and Joseph all getting married in your teens. Um, but, but you know, there, there's just something about people in your life place. You said it exactly right. Like when I taught school, I had teacher friends. Because yeah. we spoke the same language, we understood the same thing. They could they could feel my successes and my failures with me in ways that accountants can't. And Great. so, but it's also why you and I have this beautiful tribe of writer friends. Yeah, because exactly. you and I can talk about New York Times in ways that my non-writer friends won't get. Yeah, or exactly. how merch sells at an event, or how how a speaking event goes. So. So it's actually married and single to me is very similar to having people who 
have the same job as you that you're friends with or people who go to the same church as you that you're friends with. Like, it's just, you need to be with like-minded people sometimes and you need to be with really different people sometimes. Yeah. And so that's how I treat, I'm so grateful for my groups of friends that I have these mamas that invite me over to eat and their kids. Like, and the fun thing is these ones who are littles turn into teenagers. So like one of my really good friends, Allison, her oldest is like 11 and we're both reading the same book we checked out of the library and then to go get a smoothie and talk about it. Love right? it. So then, then you get to be like this other mom voice in their lives and like a big sister voice in their lives as they grow up. And I love that. That's who I want to be. But if that mm. was my whole life reading books with 11 year olds, yeah, that wouldn't be it. very balanced. I wrote a whole essay in the upcoming book coming out called Bonus Moms. Mm. And it's that exact idea. Um, and, and some of them are not m- mothers in the traditional sense of the word, like you. Yeah. But my my kids have a slew of Annie Downs in their yeah, life. Yeah, And I love it. Like, I, I want them to have an extra set of ears. I want trusted advisors in their life that are not me and Brandon. Yeah. I, I, I find that that's so vital and important. And I love that that's a a part of your life. You've always really been good at that. So I'm super interested in your new book coming out in the fall, 100 Days to Be Brave. I love that. You're, you're just a good and a trustworthy leader in this space. Will you tell us a little bit about it? You know, what's so exciting about this one, Jen, that might make you cry talking me talking to you is with every book. I don't know if you do this with every book I write, I picture the person I'm writing for. Mm Mm-hmm. It just makes it easier. In fact, currently I'm working on a book that is due at the end of the summer that'll come out next summer, a trade book. And and I have the picture of me and a friend framed on my desk. I can look at it right now, framed on my desk because I know everything I'm writing, I'm writing for that friend. Love it. And so, oh and my so gosh, for 100 precious. Days to Brave, I mean, this is the book that like the person I picture, do you know that in New York, there's that um, Barnes and Noble at 46th and 6th, I think it is, or 46th and 5th. There's a Barnes and Noble right there. And when I was in there, I was in there between like the end of work and before you get dinner or meet friends for drinks or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was in there and the place was full and it was raining outside. So the place was full of like mid twenties, early thirties professionals walking around, like just perusing covers. And I mm-hmm. thought, man, that's, that's one of the people that's who I picture. I'm writing. This is the person that like goes, yeah, I do want to be brave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's kind of like, a the, the person who may not pick up another one of my books because of the section mm-hmm. it would be in would, would see a hundred days to brave and go, yeah, I would like to be braver in a hundred days. I like that. You know, whether it's the person who goes to a church and is real solid in their faith and knows what they're doing, I think for those people to pick it up, they're going to feel like, like God meets them there. But then for the people who are like not sure and have a ton of questions and things have been changing for them, I hope this will push them further. And that's, I mean, you know. This probably isn't the right marketing answer, so maybe delete it or something. But, th- but the <laughs> truth is, Jen, is I want that person perusing that bookstore to feel like 100 mm. Days to Brave was written for them. 
Oh, fabulous. I love it. I cannot wait. I, I better have a copy on my desk as soon as I Girl, possibly can. Yes. And it's beautiful. The cover is beautiful. And it's just, it's really easy. It's like, okay, I, what I did is I sat down and split it up in a hundred days. I did five yeah. at the beginning and five at the end. So it left 90 in the middle okay. and I did 10 groups of nine. So brave at work, brave in your family, brave in your uh, health, yeah. brave in your pain, brave in, and I just, did, I can't remember any of the others right now, work, family relationships, Other dating, things. friendships. Yeah. So I did mm-hmm. nine places that I think it's really important in those nine places to be brave. And we did 10 days on each of them. Oh, that's going to set a lot of people free. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I just hope that that they show up looking to be brave and realize that Jesus was there all along. I love that. And and my opinion is that I, I think, and of course I deal primarily with women, but men and women too, there is courage and bravery lurking in every person. So even the the one who thinks I am the most scared person I know, or I am the most risk averse, or I am the least likely to take a step out onto like the waters. I'm like, bull. Yeah. No, you are not the least likely there. You have it within you. And so I love to put tools like your book in their hands and say, look, here's some real pragmatic steps into sort of a courageous life and then watch people discover they had it all along. It's amazing. Right, that's it. I mean, that's the thing is I think day three is you are braver than you know. I yeah. mean, that's, that, that is my number one takeaway. And that's what happened after let's all be brave came out. So many people said to me, I had no idea I'd already done brave things. And it's just like taking inventory of the life you've already lived. And you go, yeah, well, we had to move across the country because my husband got a different job. I was like, you did not have to, you could have said right. no. You yeah. did the right thing and you knew it was the right choice, but nobody tied you up. I don't think Yeah, you make a point. brave choice, you know, and people go, no, 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 but I had to move her. You know, like it, I think if people looked back on their stories, they'd realize they were already braver than they know. And the yeah. other big takeaway that I experienced when people started reading, let's all be brave. The feedback I started getting was people saying like, oh, I don't have to have a brand new life to have a brave life. I can be brave in the life I already have and that can change things because there are people who God says like, Hey, pack it all up and move across the world. And that's true. And that's real. But there are a ton of people who God goes, Hey, pack up this story you've been living and end it. Yeah. Oh, that will be brave for me to break off that relationship or change jobs or change churches or change Sunday school classes or, or, you know, like, change coffee shops, change what, you know, like there's these little decisions we make in our everyday life that could really change the course of our future. And they require courage without having to give up your whole life you've had. Though I do think the more steps you take, the more, the more God goes, okay, can I, can I ask you to do one more thing? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you mm-hmm. to do one more thing? And then all of a sudden you, you're giving up your life. He does that. That right. is how it works, yeah. by the way. So I, uh, I've always said, if you give God an inch, He will take like a, a marathon. Uh huh. And um, but He'll give you the world. Oh, it's, it's right. I would never want any other life. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would never ever want any other life than the one that just says sure. Like Brandon and I said years ago, we've got this yes, and we're just going to put it on the table, and it's there permanently. Yeah. Like our yes is on the table, whatever the thing is. Like whatever it is, whatever you ask of us, wherever you push us and move us, the answer is yes. Yeah. And we'll just see where that takes us. And it has taken us to crazy, unexpected places. Gosh, painful and places. Painful? I mean, it is, absolutely. Let's tell the real story. That because yeah. everyone listening knows that you have suffered for the things you've said. Yeah. We all suffer for things we say. I mean, there so, are topics I don't talk about because of the suffering mm-hmm. that it has inflicted on me or other people. Yeah. And, 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 you just go like, yeah, I've said yes 
and mm-hmm. you and dear world, you know, it's cost me. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and there is a cost, but there's such a joy. Yeah. Like there's, that's, that's your message that you key in on. And I like it so much because I have found it to be true. Like experientially, that's my life story too, that yeah. there, there, there is a cost here. So count it for yeah, sure. Yeah. But you will not regret it. I mean, you really won't because this life that God invites us into, it's it's real expansive and it's yeah. generous and yeah. exciting and it's unexpected. And so, and you know girl, what? We you only do this yourself. thing one time, right? Like we do this it's for, it's going to be really hard for like 90 years and then yeah. it's never hard again. Yeah. And so like it. when we wake up and it's hard today, it's like, oh yeah, it's because I'm still here. That's right. That's right. So there's some beauty in this opportunity we've been given, but there's also pain. That yeah, we that's right. have chosen. A friend and I were joking the other day about picking picking a man to marry, as if that is how it comes down to, like, sure. right? And and we aren't picking the one that isn't pain. We're picking the pain we're willing to feel, yeah. right? Yeah, we're picking. Exactly you and I true. talked about we're picking the crazy that matches our crazy. Yeah. Right. Yep, so exactly so to right. think like I want to pick the guy who takes away. I want to pick the friendships that don't hurt. I want to pick the church that doesn't have issues. I want to pick the book that I totally agree with. Like mm-hmm. you're living on the wrong planet, man. Cause totally. none of that happens. You're not going to find a church. You agree with everything. You're not going to find a friendship that goes perfectly. Yep. You're not going to find a mate that doesn't rub you the wrong way. Sometimes they totally. are going to mess with you. That's not real life. Right. Right. And I think that's been a benefit. I think that's one of the reasons I've stayed single longer than some of my friends is I think the man I'd have married at 19, I'd have asked him to be my savior mm, and, yes, and girl, he so would true. have suffered and, mm. and it would have, and I think the Lord spared some of those beautiful college men that I loved from yes, having to be that you my loved husband with all my your savior. heart. Yeah. 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 You know, they, none of them were signing up to be my savior and I'd asked them all to be. Oh, and now I just it. want a, a teammate who's ready to get in the game, you know, and, and have a great time. And I want to travel and not stay in a hotel room by myself all the time. <laughs> so. Hey, listen, men can be great hotel uh, partners. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just saying that they can they can do that. And I've heard. Yeah, I'm I'm I am cheering you on in a thousand ways, girl. I just love you and I love your sure. life. All right, this is how we're going to end this. Okay. These are three questions we ask every um, guest. I'm ready. So here's the first one. What is the best and the worst advice you've ever received? The best and the worst advice I've ever received. The best advice is when someone um, told me that we need to have permission to like whatever we like. Oh, like just yeah, just amen. in like hobbies and friends and restaurants. Like, it, I wish someone in middle school would have told me to like whatever mm. I like because I would have played the French horn all the way through high school because <laughs> I loved it. But I quit because it wasn't cool to be in the band, and uh, I regret it so much. And so now mm. I try to really live by like. If I don't like that restaurant, we don't have to go. I don't have to go there. That's right. And if I don't like the way this friendship feels, it, mm. I, I can, I'm not married to this friend. I can, mm. you know, we can figure out if this is right or if there needs to be more boundaries. And if I want to go to, like, I have season tickets to our theater here in Nashville, it, like a Broadway kind of thing. And I sit by myself because yes. I wanted to sit in the balcony. And my other two friends who have season tickets the same night wanted to sit on the floor. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, okay. I want to see the orchestra because I want to see the French horn. So <laughs> Obviously. I'm going to sit by myself because that's what I like. And that's okay. Yes. And so oh, I, I so have good. a fuller life really l- learning to, to love how God made Annie 
and, uh-huh. and, and enjoying the things that I like. It just, it's more full. So that's probably the best advice is like what you like. Fabulous. Okay. My, the worst advice. I mean, I've certainly had people tell me not to save money that like, there's no reason to save. Uh, and I think yes. it is important to save money so you can <laughs> do what you want. And people who tell me to like, yeah, yeah, just go ahead and buy that. Put it on your credit card. I'm like, I was like Ew, oh, are you no, going to come no. pay off my credit card? So, so I would say financial bad advice is my least favorite kind of bad advice. Oh, my gosh. People who just go like, yeah, Annie, come on this trip. Just put it on your credit card. Uh-huh. I'm always like, oh, don't. So that's get probably behind say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell me to okay. put it on a credit card. Yes, good point. Okay, how about this one? Finish this sentence for us. You know, I really love you if I ever do blank for you. What's the thing oh, gosh. for you? If I play board games with you, I really love you. Because I just, oh, I do gosh. not feel board games. I'm, I call them board games, B-O-R-E-D. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It just is. I'm like, can't we just talk to each other? Can't, can't we yeah. just laugh? Can't we just sit outside and look at the talk- sky? I don't know. There's like nine <laughs> things I want to do before I want to play board games with you. If we so have an hour and a half, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. If we have an hour and a half and you want to hang out, let's get in the car and go somewhere. Okay, let's yeah. not like sit at your house and play, you know, Jenga. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> right? So if I play board together. games with you, which there is a family in Nashville that we play board games all the time. And I hope they listen to this and I hope they go, oh my gosh, Annie loves us more than we realized. <laughs> Because so it is like you dinner finishes and the dad's like, "What's the game tonight?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay, oh, Lord. I, I don't want to go home, so let's play." Listen, I might just suggest you may consider also never having kids because that's what they want to do. And I'm like, "Fix it, Jesus!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be your friend. Yes. I don't. I didn't sign up for this. Yes. I don't want to play shoots and ladders. That game sucks. Okay, do you know? I cannot believe you said shoots and ladders. I literally wrote an entire chapter of my new book about shoots and ladders. What? Because I played with one of my friends that's five and he was beating me. And I'm not kidding you, Jen. I was losing my cool. And I realized that I, because it's so random, this is going to get way deeper than you want it to, but shoots and ladders is so random. He rolls a four and gets to ladder up 20 and I roll a six and I shoot down five. Like I know where's the justice in that. Right. And I realized that I felt like my whole life was playing shoots and ladders with everyone that I, that I keep doing the best I can do and I'm getting hitting shoots all the time and everybody else is hitting ladders. Wow. And I realized like, oh, my life, I am acting like we're all playing on the same board game and we're not. Hmm. That's not how God created us. We are, it's almost like we're all playing solitaire. You know, we're all hmm. playing our own game of solitaire because did you know, here's what I learned. When you play solitaire with a deck of cards, the amount of variety of how many different unique deals you can have from start to finish of the game if you play the game with no human error it's Mm -hmm. eight times 10 to the 67th power that's how many different varieties of one deck can give you of solitaire and that's what our lives are right is we're each playing our own deck hope helping each other out but if you win that doesn't have any effect on my deck that's good. I'm just I love that the best I can with the cards God's dealt me instead of feeling like we're playing shoots and ladders I'm constantly battling against that scarcity mentality yes. that says more for you means less for me yep. or vice versa. Um, Cause we're, we're all playing with our own deck. Yes. So you're thinking I'm getting ladders and you're getting shoots when the reality yeah. is uh, we're dealt really differently. And the best thing I can do is sit across from you and go, Hey, did you see that you can stack that queen on that King? Mm, right. So the good. best thing I can do is help you play your game really well because it, it, it is not 
scarcity. It doesn't mean I lose if you win. It means that my deck actually doesn't change a bit. Hey, nice job parlaying that into like a really meaningful point. Oh, that's that's what the whole chapter is about. So free chapter for everybody. (laughs) Yay. She's giving out content for free. Okay. Last (laughs) one. Um, This is a question first posed by Barbara Brown Taylor. She wrote this in one of her books. What is saving your life right now? Oh man, what's saving my life right now? You know what is saving my life right now is like the breeze. Because we're having like Mm -hmm. a a warm summer so far, but there's been a really consistent breeze. And like I have a crew that I ate lunch with on Mondays and the four of us walked from the lunch restaurant to coffee and back Mm -hmm. and nobody got sweaty because it was breezy the whole time. You know what that is? A miracle. It's a miracle. That's why I said to him, I said, I wish if if the end of June is anything like August, that'd be dreamy. I mean, of course Uh not. The breeze will stop up and the temperature will go up to 45 degrees. But so that's saving my life. Having a little bit of breeze in the summertime is saving my life. That's legit. Tell everybody real quick what you're working on right now and where they can find you. Yes. So the new book that comes out next summer is what's got me head down in my computer. The 100 Days to Brave comes out in October, which is really, really exciting. And the other main thing we work on is my podcast called That Sounds Fun. We spend a ton of time on that. It comes out every Thursday. It is, as you know, it is the most fun. Podcasting Mm -hmm. is the best. I totally love it. Um, so those are the things I'm working on that we are, and, and I'm, I'll head back out on the road in the fall. I totally love the road. I love getting to meet people and travel and speak and get to have yeah. friends across the U S it's like the greatest joy. So I, I mean, I, I don't have a lot I can complain about. So I'm where really can they, thankful. uh, where can people find your uh, speaking schedule? Yeah, it's all, it's everywhere you want to find me, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website, all of it is Annie F downs, F is in fun or fancy, as you know, Obviously. so Annie F And then there's a speaking tab, a podcast tab, everything you want to find is there and then same on all the socials where Annie F Downs do you know I have to do that Jen because you know there's a very famous quilter in Australia named Annie Downs <laughs> quilter yep she owns the internet and so we added the F everywhere because otherwise um, people are looking for the you next time you want to waste some time search the hashtag Annie Downs on Instagram and see how many quilts there are Girl, I already have my phone in my hand. I'm looking Listen, it up right it's this second. It's amazing. Because there'll be like a, a picture of me, a picture of one of my books, three quilt patterns. <laughs> a picture of me and one of my books, 12 quilt patterns. Yeah. So You're the best. You're the actual oh, thanks best. Thanks for having me, Jen. Hey, thanks for being on. You guys follow Annie on all her socials. You will not regret it. You will be so glad. She is so much fun. You just have so much life and joy. And I love the way you love God. I love Thank the way you love you. people. I just am proud of you and so glad to be your friend. You're kind. All right, Thank sister. You. Love you. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay, guys. I told you that you would love her. She's so funny. She's a lively one, that Annie Downs. Um, Be sure to go follow her everywhere on social media and you will not regret it. Everything we talked about today, I'll have over on my website. If you want to link through to any of the books we mentioned or any of the products we mentioned, or if you want to help us in our campaign to get our dream best friends on board. Um, so anyway, thank you to my friend, Annie Downs for coming on the podcast and thank you for tuning in and listening. We have so many amazing guests ahead on this podcast. I just can't even, you're going to love them. You're going to love the conversations. This is going to be just a really fun time in here. So anyway, thanks for joining for the love. See you next time you guys. Thanks for joining us today on the For the Love podcast. Tune in next week when we sit down again with Jen and friends to chat about all the things we love. We love-
love you, our listeners. So we want to be sure you subscribe to For the Love with Jen Hatmaker via iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss a thing. And if you have a minute, please leave us a review. To become a part of Jen's online community, visit jenhatmaker.com and sign up for her newsletter. It's full of all the things you love, including free stuff. We love free stuff. Thanks for listening and see you next time on For the Love with Jen Hatmaker.